Welcome to The Sofa. I'm Sherry. I'm Bonnie. And this is the Sisters Hallmark Sip and Chat Podcast. We're a couple of crown heads who love all things Hallmark. We're in week five of Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas on the W Channel. And the great movies just keep on coming. Let's dive right into this week's show. In this episode, we will be sipping traditional warm apple cider and chatting about our four movies entitled Nantuck and Noel, One December Night, A Christmas Together with You, and A Kiss Before Christmas. Movie number one, Nantucket Noel, starring Sarah Power as Christina and Trevor Donovan as Andy. In this movie, Christina's beloved toy store, once owned by her late mother, is in danger of closing forever when a developer threatens to tear down the wharf it sits on. Can his son Andy help Christina save the wharf and the store, or will she lose the most important memory Christina has of her mother? All right, drama, drama. Let's move on to the sofa rating. Okay, so first, before we head into the sofa rating, let's have a quick explanation. Our custom sofa rating system includes a list of 20 Hallmark tropes that will determine how Hallmark is this movie. You can download the list from our website, sisterssipandchat.ca. Okay, so this movie earned 10 out of 20 sofas, including Star Returns Home from Big City, Set Up by Family Members, Multiple Love Stories, Small Town, Object Focus, Clash of the Classes, Gets Back with Childhood Sweetheart, Enemies to Lovers, Helps a Family Member, Friend in Need, and Town Celebration. So let's break down each rating category. This movie is set in the small town of Seaside, Nantucket. Andy returns home to visit his dad with his daughter, Wink, for Christmas. The focus of the movie is the Seaside Wharf and its impending redevelopment. The Clash of Classes is a rich developer versus the local shopkeepers. Enemies to lovers, well, technically it's a bit of frenemies here. Andy and Christina have natural chemistry, but once his father's development company decides to tear down her beloved wharf and kick out her and the other vendors, aka the Shedders, out before Christmas, they find themselves on opposite sides of the deal. There are two love stories in this movie, Christina and Andy and his dad, Oscar, and Janice, the housekeeper. Oscar and Janice knew each other from childhood and found each other again when he moved to Nantucket. Andy helps out Christina by fixing her power issue at the store, and Christina helps he and his daughter Wink pick out a tree for his dad's house. The town celebrations called the Seaside Noel include a boat parade, a Christmas caroling stroll, gingerbread house contest, old Christmas movie matinee, and the snowball. Yeah, this was another very sweet movie. And I like the introduction Christina had with Andy and Wink when Wink was acting out by trying to steal the mermaid, even though she's from a very rich family and didn't really need to steal at all. I agree. That really was a cute way to start off the story. It was a kind of a cute, meet cute. First of all, she falls into the wharf and then his daughter tries to steal from her. So it's kind of an awkward beginning for both of them. But it is nice that right away Wink tries to make amends by helping out in the store, um, which is really nice. 
One of the really cool things they do in this movie, once again, we're in Nantucket, we're on the waterfront, is that they do a boat parade instead of a tree lighting. Very cool. This is now, I think, the second or third time we've seen it this season, Mm -hmm. a boat parade instead of a traditional tree lighting or in addition to a traditional tree lighting. And I'm really, really loving it. I think it's very cool. Yeah, it is really nice. I have to agree with what you said earlier that the wharf was falling apart, which it seemed it needed a full renovation. But I can also understand how hard it is sometimes to let go of things that you associate, whether it's an object or a place, with some of your most sacred memories. But it was really kind of her friends to save the mermaid picture that her mom had made for her. I agree. That was a very sweet moment and obviously meant a lot to her. Uh, the fact that, you know, she couldn't keep that store, the wharf had to come down, it was dangerous, but she found a better place with her friend in the town and she gets to save the mural as well, which is really nice. One of the things I enjoyed in this movie was Janice, the housekeeper. She, hmm. ends, you know, is Oscar's love interest in his childhood sweetheart of sorts. Um, she's cheeky and she bosses him around and he's kind of a curmudgeon. Uh, she always <laughs> makes sure that he's, you know, taking care of his health and, and monitoring him. And she and Wink are the only ones that really seem to warm his heart, though. He seems like he's probably a softie that just had a little bit of uh, a tough time and just needed a little nudge in the Christmas spirit way. (laughs) I agree. It is so sweet how a child can melt a grown man's heart just in an instant, even though they're tough and burly, a child can do that, especially a little girl. Mm -hmm. And he had such a, like I said, he was a bit of a curmudgeon, you know, they had this really cool lighthouse that I'd never seen before. It was a tree topper. And when you put it on top of the tree, then the lighthouse came on, which is super, super cool. It reminded him of his late wife. um, And so that kind of made him a little bit upset when he'd seen Christina, who is, of course, his business rival at this point. She's there decorating the tree. He didn't really get to be involved in it. Uh, And that sort of upset him and kind of put them on a bit of a negative path there. But it's really beautiful. I don't know where it was filmed. Let's face it, it was probably filmed in BC. (laughs) But my husband and I have uh, been on a summer trip to Martha's Vineyard before. It was a few years ago now. But we absolutely loved it there. And the idea of being there at Christmas and seeing something like a lighthouse all dressed up for Christmas Uh, That sounds really magical and I was a little bit jealous about them. (laughs) I'm jealous because I haven't been to Martha's Vineyard either. (laughs) Yeah, definitely recommend it. It was, it was a good time for sure. And part of the issues I think in this movie were just the fact that both Andy and Christina We're trying to do the best for their family, for their parents, you know, Andy trying to live up to his father's expectations. And then Christina, she's trying to keep her mother's memory alive. That's tough. That's hard on both of them. They both wanted to preserve the legacy of their loved one. Um, But fortunately, when Oscar realizes it, that that's what he's been doing about, you know, his wife's memory. Uh, mm-hmm. He comes to Christina and he apologizes. And it's a very sweet moment. Uh, 
And then they both learn to let go of the past and, and open their hearts to the future. Uh, he is now with, you know, opens his heart to Janice, which is really nice. Right. And of course she does with Andy too, but then she realizes it's okay to change. You know, the wharf is just the wharf. The store was just the store, but the memories of her mother will never fade. And obviously that mural really helps that come along. And I think she was excited to start a new business with her in the same building as her friend. Yeah, that was very nice ending to that. Okay, on to movie number two. Movie number two, One December Night, starring Bruce Campbell as Steve, Peter Gallagher as Mike, Brett Dalton as Jason, and Eloise Mumford as Quinn. In this movie, Jason and Quinn, the children and music managers of a famous rock duo, have the frustrating task of bringing the two stars back together for a nationally televised reunion concert after a huge rift many years ago. Now let's find out how this movie rates on our SOPA rating system. This movie rates a 14 out of 20 SOPAs, and they are Star Returns Home, Set Up by Family Members, Multiple Love Stories, Small Town, Object Focus, Gets Back with Childhood Sweetheart, Enemies to Lovers, Helps a Family Member or Friend in Need, Town Celebration, and a Charitable Act. Let's break down the ratings. Star Returns Home. Quinn comes to visit her father in Pineville to convince him to participate in the concert. Set up by family members, the kids try to get their fathers back together for the concert. Multiple love stories. There's a romantic love story between Quinn and Jason. And then the love between the old friends, Mike and Steve. The small town of Pineville is where they recorded their famous first album. The focus of the movie is the drama around the most famous song, One December Night, and saving Mike's home, Big Red. That was really cool. The house was really nice. Jason and Quinn grew up together, and then they obviously get back together. Enemies to Lovers. For Steve and Mike, it's more like adversaries instead of enemies who let the past arguments get in the way of their long friendship. Helps a family member or friend in need. The, tri- the kids try to help their dads get back together for a concert and to mend old fences. The town celebration is the Christmas tree lighting. And the charitable event was Steve giving the albums away to the local music store to use as prizes. This is a very unconventional homework at least for me, a Hallmark Christmas movie. Um, it did broach some, you know, tough subjects, specifically families of alcoholics and how that can tear them apart. And it was really a, a nice tender moment um, when Mike and Quinn um, deal with that uh, issue that had sort of, I guess they'd never really discussed it before. So that was really a tender moment in the movie. I agree. This was an unconventional Hallmark movie, but it was nice to have the dad being five years sober, showing again that there is hope for people out there. This was a really good movie to hit the greater population of individuals mm-hmm. who specifically deal with these these specific topics. It was hinted that his wife's dying and missing seeing her was his rock bottom. And that had him turn to get the help that he needed to turn his life around. So that was really nice. And it was really touching. Unfortunate, the reason that his it happened, but very touching when he was able to share that story, like you said. 
hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, regrets that come from things like alcoholism. I mean, that's tough to deal with, uh, I think going forward for many years, just as it is tough to care for your aging parents, you know, can, it was tough on both of the kids in this story, um, mm-hmm. especially with Jason's father's diagnosis of Alzheimer's, you know, parents, adults of really any age, but parents particularly, they don't want to lose their independence and have to, de- to rely on their children. And it's scary for the kid. Uh, to see their parent become weak or or suffer in any way. Having said that, I think they brushed over the issues a little bit too quickly for me, but I'm certainly glad that they brought those up. I agree that the subject was very tough, but it didn't linger on. However, you know, that Alzheimer's piece, you know, you saw it kind of coming with his forgetfulness and, mm-hmm. and things that he had happened. And then that kind of led into those albums being gifted because, you know, he had signed them all and then didn't realize they were upside down and signed them all again. So it at least, it, like he said, it kept him busy, he had to do that repetitive motion. So that was kind of interesting to, to learn a little bit about that particular diagnosis. Um, but it is such a hard topic that affects so many families and it is very difficult to manage. It felt like they wanted to show the love of the men had over each other. So whatever adverse adversity they had, one was going to lose their property. The other one was, you know, having memory issues that they were going to work together for the other. They, they fought against each other, but yet would do whatever it took to help the other. So that was a really nice Um, male bonding, showing that they were like brothers. So I really did like that. Yes, they were definitely more like family than just friends, even Mm -hmm. though they argued, there was a connection there that was, uh, you know, really tight. And of course, eventually, they did do the concert together. They did sing the One December Night song. And I was really excited to see that the actors were actually the ones playing the instruments and singing the song. So it was very authentic in that way. And um, I also liked that in the story, um, Jason makes sure that their recording legacy is being protected, you know, as his father, you know, loses his memory and their fathers are both of their fathers are aging and obviously Mm -hmm. don't have, they have less life ahead of them. They do behind Uh, It was nice to see that they were cared for, not just as managers, but they looked ahead to the future. I really appreciated them touching on that point in the movie. That was really good. The young girl that was trying to make it big, I believe she was from Alaska. She had a voice Mm -hmm. like an angel. I really, really loved listening to her sing. And there was so many times my husband and I were like, oh, no, they're not going to do it. She's not going to get it. Then, oh, no, they didn't have they're not going to have enough money. She's not going to be able to go on the road because they're not well enough to go on the road. So we were really rooting for her as the underdog throughout this movie. So it was really great that she did get her break at the end. Completely agree. I think she was wonderful and it was wonderful listening to her sing as well. Movie number three, A Christmas Together with You, starring Harry Lennox as Frank, Laura Vandervoot as Megan, and Niall Matter as Steve. 
Megan starts out to help Frank, a customer who is like a father to her, find his long lost love over Christmas and ends up finding her own true love as well. Okay, so let's find out how this movie rates on our SOFA rating system. This movie earned an excellent score of 18 out of 20 SOFAs, and they are set up by family members, engagement wedding, in hotel, star gives up current career, multiple love stories, small town, object focused, something magical happens, military, gets back with childhood sweetheart, enemies to lovers, helps a family member, friend in need, town celebration, and charitable event. So let's look at the breakdown of those. Megan drives Frank all the way to the small town of Pinesville to reconnect with Claire, his childhood sweetheart. Megan tracks down Claire for Frank and convinces him to go on this adventure to find her at Christmas. At first, he doesn't want to, but realizes that it might actually help them both Uh, find a little Christmas magic. Speaking of Christmas magic, there's a bunch of Christmas magic happening in this movie. A picture falls out of Frank's book, just happens to send them on a little adventure. A wish from Santa, then she meets Steve. They turn on the radio and it's playing the song, I've Got My Love to Keep Me Warm, that played when Claire and Frank had their first kiss. They just keep finding the right information that they need just when they need it. The town celebration, well, they have an excellent Christmas marketplace in Pinesville, and they also have a lodge called Pinesville Lodge, owned by Steve. Multiple love stories, Frank and his childhood sweetheart, Claire, and Megan and Steve. Frank and Claire were childhood sweethearts who were almost engaged. With Megan's help, they find their way back to each other decades later. Enemies to lovers, Megan and Steve have a rocky start but the ice begins to thaw when she helps him with the inn's Christmas events. The charitable event in this movie is the annual veterans luncheon that Megan pitches into cater. Frank also served in the army. Steve gives up his job in Dallas to stay in Pinesville and build a life at the lodge with Megan, who gave up working at the coffee shop to pursue being a chef. Engagement wedding. Frank finally gives Claire the engagement ring he made for her 50 years earlier. Bonnie, this is our highest rating yet. 18 out of 20. We haven't had that yet. This is the most hallmark we have had this season. And I am not surprised because there is Christmas magic everywhere in this movie. It, it's so sweet. I love when they find, you know, the flyer for the Pinesville Realty Company that gifts them to where Claire is now living. They find the flyer for the lodge just at the very moment they need a place to stay. And a room opens up just as they need one. She walks by a restaurant that has come up for sale just as she's considering coming you know becoming a chef again and then they find Claire's name in the registry book so they all these pieces coming together so hallmark wonderful I agree that the Christmas magic was everywhere and that the magic brought two sets of people to the loves they were actually meant to have and that lodge was beautiful I know it needed work but it was beautiful I would love to go and stay at something like that for Christmas it was beautiful and it was really sweet of his parents to kind of take over running it while yeah. he was trying to deal with his other life before getting 
out of his job in Dallas so that he could do it full time. And so it was really sweet there. I loved all the Christmas events that they had specifically at the lodge. That was pretty cool, especially the ones with the kids. That was really nice. Um, And of course they went caroling and part of the caroling, they sort of set it up so that Frank could go and sing that Christmas song or the song. I've got my love to keep me warm to Claire. And then it was a little bit awkward and a little sad when she, you know, she rejects him. (laughs) She's like, what are you doing? And then sends him away and that hurt a little bit. Um, And of course that's what he reveals to Megan that, her father hadn't given him her his blessing to marry her. So this is why he went off and joined the army. But he never told Claire that. Um, right. You know, Claire just saw it that she took off. He took off on her and broke her heart. But, you know, eventually they get a chance to, you know, once with some finagling, they get a chance <laughs> to have a dinner together and a really fun night out together. Even though Claire still struggles to forgive Frank. Um, when she receives the letter and the handmade ring from him, uh, then she she seeks him out at the party and to go and tell him that, you know, she still really cares for him. Just so nice. That rejection scene was more than I could bear. Seeing a man crushed is, is such a hard thing to watch, especially when she said, you know, you broke my heart and he, oh. and it takes such a real man to humble himself in that way and the rejection was was real and in front of so many people i i i really felt for him it was that was in my core poor guy 100 but the best part was the friendship between megan and and frank and you know she didn't let him get down when all of these you know stumbling blocks came in the way of him getting back to claire she kind of you know, she was there for him and still kept having his back. That whole pseudo father daughter relationship. It's one of true respect and true love for each other. Absolutely. I also really enjoyed the luncheon they did for the veterans. It was so nice to honor them in this program, which was another special Christmas magic, which Steve did not even knowing that Frank was a veteran and then offered him something to eat as well. So that was a, a really sweet part to the movie that just, again, made it the, the highest ranking movie so far. Absolutely. It was totally Hallmark and I totally Hallmark loved it. Movie number four, A Kiss Before Christmas, starring James Denton as Ethan, Terry Hatcher as Joyce, and Mary Lou Henner as Rona. A Magical Christmas Wish takes Ethan's life in a different direction. He suddenly has wealth and an important job as a CEO, but he's no longer married to his wife, Joyce, or father to their two wonderful adopted children. Desperate to reclaim his former life, he must tell Joyce the truth and have faith that she will believe and help him get back to their charmed life before Christmas Day arrives. Okay, let's find out how this movie rates on our sober rating system. This movie rated a 14 out of 20, still a good score. The sofa rating is Stars Return Home, Star Gives Up Current Career, Multiple Love Stories, Something Magical Happens, Object Focus, Clash of the Classes, Gets Back with Childhood Sweetheart, Enemies to Lovers, Helps a Family Member in Need, 
and town celebration. Let's break down the rating. Star returns home. Ethan returns home after his time in a different time loop. Star gives up a current career. Joyce is going to change careers to be the lawyer she always wanted to be. Multiple love stories, his love for his wife, and his love for his kids. Something magical happens. Santa grants Ethan's wish to change one simple thing he didn't do in the past that changes his entire future. Clash of the classes? Ethan, Ethan sorry, wants to be rich like the other guy, but learns that the grass is not always greener on the other side. Gets back with childhood sweetheart. Ethan finds his way back to the Joyce that is the wife with the, the help of the Joyce from another timeline. Enemies to lovers. Joyce from the other timeline hated Ethan, the developer, in the beginning of that timeline. Helps a family member or friend in need. Ethan helps save the coffee shop legacy spends his time on the other time loop saving the youth center for Joyce. Town celebration. The Christmas Eve party and the first Friday of December tree lighting, which is how he found Joyce. Object focused. Saving of the youth center to prove he is who he says he is and to secure his children's well-being. The charitable event. The party to raise money for the youth center. Wow, this was so heartwarming and a wonderful take on the Family Man movie. I could not imagine life without my husband or my kids. This is a really great twist on the family man story. I really like that it goes. Now this time he has a family and then he goes to being rich. So he realizes just how much he's going to miss his family. Mm -hmm. You know, can't replace them with just cash for sure. It's really sweet how they end up revisiting the relationship. You know, he has to try to woo her back and in wooing her back, they, you know, look at all these choices they made while they fell in love. Uh, And I especially like the hot chocolate and candy station he sent her. That was the bomb. And I'm going to tell my (laughs) husband about that because I think I would like one too. That was it. And the girl could say, we don't have to send these back, right? (laughs) Exactly. She's like, no, no, we keep this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We keep that. We just don't, we just don't talk to him. It was so sweet. Then he knew that his wife would be the only person he could trust, even if she didn't know who who he was in that timeline. When he was losing his memories, though, oh, my gosh, it broke my heart. The tears began flowing. And the fact that she recognized at the end that, oh, no, he's losing his memory. Like she had to help him hold on to those memories. That was I don't even I can't put into words how emotional that was for me personally. Yeah, she could see clearly the two different Ethans, the Ethan who he truly was and the Ethan, you know, who was the the tough CEO guy. She could Mm -hmm. see that he was no longer that sweet Ethan that she loved. And I really felt bad for him when he saw his adopted kids with their foster parents who were like absolutely lovely people. They were wonderful people. So it's not like, you know, they were with bad people. They weren't. They were with lovely people. But it was still tough because he loved them as a parent and he realized I think at that moment that he needed to be a better parent you know when and if he could ever get back to his own timeline when the little girl called the foster dad dad oh I thought he was like oh you could just feel his heart drop and when he was more than willing to spend the time to fill out that that uh after school program whatever that was. Yeah. She had like a, yeah, a special program that she needed to get into, but you had to fill out the form and he and the other timeline didn't have time for her to, 
you know, to do that with her. Then when the, the foster dad in the new timeline was like, oh, yes, we can do it right away. He realized what a mistake that was. Even in this timeline, even with everything going on, he still had faith. You know, he still believed even when everything was negative, negative, negative. He's like, well, I have faith. I have faith. Unlike his partner, Sean, who was a total (laughs) Scrooge and was just a little bit scammy in every timeline. He was just awful. Um, But I really like there's a little bit more magic, not just the Santa wish magic, that little bit of magic where he meets up with Rona. It's a magical coincidence, I guess you could say. He learns how important community was to her. And if he hadn't had that magical moment, coincidental moment with her, he wouldn't have learned that, which helps him when he gets back to his original life. Absolutely. Well, in this real Hallmark fashion, the moral of the story is one, the grass isn't always greener on the other side, which we all know that now. Mm-hmm. Two, nothing's more important than family and love. And mm-hmm. three, which is what you were just talking about, people and communities are more important than money. So that was pretty heavy hitting morals in this movie. 100%. Charitable giving, we've rated it so highly when we do our sofa ratings, because it's so important to us. One of the reasons why we love Hallmark movies so much, because they highlight this idea of community and family and charity and love. There was lots of good discussions about the importance of charities and nonprofits in the community and supporting those. And just even a little goes a long way, you know, whatever you have, to support with, whether it's money, whether it's time, you know, we can make sure that we, those companies, the nonprofits continue to do the good work they are doing. It's also kind of cute that after he goes all through this to get the money, when it comes down to it, he could have donated to it you know, he has money. He actually forgot he had money. Like it didn't make any sense. You know, it didn't matter to him at that point. He realized, uh, you know, it was a thing he wanted, but it was really not the thing that he needed. No. However, that car was pretty sweet and I wouldn't mind having a ride in that. <laughs> Heck yeah. I'm pretty sure he still kind of misses that Ferrari once he comes oh, I back. Betcha. <laughs> <laughs> if he could have the wife, the kids, you know, the idyllic life uh, and the Ferrari, that'd have been pretty sweet. I did love the house. You know, we had this, it was by himself, but the house was gorgeous, Uh, you know. Gorgeous, but lonely. However, I love that even though he was the big wig at work, he was like, when he's saying hi and checking in with all the staff and all their faces, like, whoa, like he's talking to me, like that, Mm -hmm. that was really sweet that he got to show. And then even when he came back, he thanked those two associates that were helping the, the, yes the upper management for everything they do. So that was really nice that he came back and and was still that wonderful, true person on the inside. Yeah. He'd learned not just the value of family, the value of community, but also the value of your coworkers who do the good work with you, who fight the good fight alongside you. Excellent. Mm -hmm. This episode was brought to you by Hamish Community Services opening doors by taking the dis out of disabilities. You can find out more information at hamish.ca. Well, fellow crown heads, we've come to the end of today's chat. 
You can find all our episodes on your favorite podcast network. And on our website, sistersipandchat.ca. Subscribe and never miss a chat session. Thanks for listening. Join us next time. And we'll save you a seat on the sofa.